Judges chapter 11, we meet uh, Jephthah, um, one of those, those unlikely instruments that God uses. He's is actually the son of a prostitute, and, and his father, um, you know, had, had him with this prostitute, but he's got all these other, you know, legitimate um, sons, and they've all come after Jephthah, and they, they've kicked him out, even the people of the town told him to go away, because he's kind of this, this shame in the family. They don't, they don't want to talk about him. Who wants to talk about the son of the prostitute? You know, the dad knocked up that prostitute, and we have this half-brother out here. They don't like him very much. They kick him out. But he's a great warrior, and he's, he's a pretty good fighter and stuff, it says. And so when this invading army starts coming to the town, and they're, they're setting up shop out there, the leaders go. They find out, hey, they're coming for us. They're coming to attack us. We need some help. We need Jephthah to come and lead our people and, and win this victory. And, and they may be looking at him for earthly reasons, but Jephthah also has some incredible faith in God. So God's ready to use him in this situation. Um, Judges 11, verses 23 and 24, we get this great exchange, you know, that uh, the Ammonites are there to attack, and, and Jephthah sends out a messenger to them, just basically says, hey, why are you here? What do you want? Um, even though he knows they're just, they're coming to take over, they want to take over this land and, and destroy them and drive them out. But he asks anyway, say, why are you here? And, and they, they reply back, well, you, you guys came out of Israel and took over this land, and we're just here to, to take it back. And Jephthah replies, he goes, it was the Lord who drove the Amorites out before us. If he did that, you really think you're going to make us leave. If God did that, God drove them out, so you think you're going to make us leave. And he says, why don't you go and live in the land that your God has given you, and we'll live in the land that our Lord has given us. It's this incredible confidence in God, this amazing statement of faith. They're like, hey, you, you want to come take us over, that's fine. But just remember, God's the one that put us here, and it's him you're going to have to deal with to get us out. Jephthah makes this not a fight between the Ammonites and Jephthah. God may, he, he makes this fight between the Ammonites and God. He, he, he points the battle to God. He says, this is his. He's the one that gave us this land. He's the one that brought us in this land. So if you want to kick us out, you're going to have to deal with him. There, there are lots of times where, where we face opposition. We face people that, that attack us for our faith and attack our beliefs and, and come after those things. And, and I think far too often we let those things affect us. We let those things bring us down as if, as if they're attacks on our God and, and the things they say about us and our beliefs and that it actually diminishes who God is. It doesn't change who God is for one single solitary second. He is the same yesterday, today, forever, no matter what anybody else says about him, no matter what anybody else does, no matter what obstacle we face, God is still God. He's still the exact same person he always has. He's, he's still our amazing God, no matter what anybody else says or does. And so often we're so quick to kind of throw in the town and be like, oh, there's too much, there's too much against us. We can't do this. And we, we, we freak out and we panic. And, and Jephthah could have done that. He's looking at this army out here who's, who's come together to, to wipe him and his people out, to kick them out of their own city now that God has given to them. And yet he doesn't panic. He doesn't freak out. He simply looks at him and says, God's the one who did this. He placed us here. Who are you to kick us out? Go ahead. Like you can almost you can almost hear the good luck with that in his response to them. Like, go ahead, have fun, try. My God is bigger than you. You can't handle him. Like David says it well. Psalm fifty six says, "In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. I will not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? What what can mortal man to do?" Paul says later on, you know, uh, if God is for us, who can be against us? We we need to remember that. We need to remember what Jephthah says here. That so, we get so worked up about. When people don't believe in our God or when they have some other belief that, that we feel attacked by this as if we can't let anyone disagree with us or we can't let anyone criticize God because that somehow makes him less. It doesn't. 
What can they do if God is on our side? What can they do to change anything about who our God is? And uh, earlier in the book of Judges, Gideon tears down the, the altar to Baal, right? And he doesn't know that because he's, he's still kind of scared. Remember, we talked about earlier this week that he's the guy hiding in the hole. And he's still a little scared. So he doesn't know the night. Tears down um, the altar to Baal and, and, and chops down the ash pole and actually uses it to, to offer a sacrifice and builds this altar to God with, with all the pieces of that stuff. Um, and the men of the town wake up and they, they see it and they're like, who, who tore down our altar to Baal? Like, we're gonna, they're after whoever did this. And they find out it's Gideon and they come to him. They're ready to, ready to fight. They're ready to attack him. He says, hold up. This was all, Baal's altar. So let him defend himself, right? Like if, if Baal is really a god, then let him come and deal with me. Let, let him handle it. And, and they leave Gideon alone, right? Because they're like, okay, fine. That, that sounds fair. Baal will take care of you. Nothing happens to Gideon, right? There are times where people come and, and attack God and they, they say things to us about our beliefs and our faith. And we, we act like the men of the town, not like Gideon. We act like we have to stick up and defend God, that we're the one that God is defenseless and he needs us to fight for him. See, it's the other way around. We're the ones who, who need God to fight for us. He doesn't, he doesn't need us to prove to other people who he is. He, he is God. He does not need our help with that. You know, when, when Jesus is getting arrested and Peter's whacking off people's ears and stuff, he stops me. He doesn't, I don't need you to physically attack other people on my behalf. I don't need you to go after them like that. God's a big boy. He can defend himself. That's what Jephthah is telling them here. Like, you, know, you want to come after God? Go ahead. We need to remember that too. We need to remember that we have this God who, yeah, he calls us, he invites us into what he's doing, and we get to be a part of that. And we need to trust him. That even when we face opposition, even when we face resistance, it doesn't change who God is. It doesn't change the call he's placed on our lives and, and the fact that he's called us to follow him and be a part of his family. We need to keep doing those things. Even, even when we face some resistance, even when we hit obstacles, that doesn't change who God is. It doesn't change who he's called us to be. Love you guys. Thank you.